When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. Oh, hello. (laughs) How's everybody doing? (laughs) And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And it is that time of year again where we all, everybody stops and we have on only the top creme de la creme of guests because it is Jackie Fest 2020. It is my motherfucking birthday, and as is tradition, I force Marissa and my friends to watch a movie of my liking, and this year, so super excited, because we're going to be talking about 13 Ghosts with our brothers from another mother's mm-hmm. all the way across the country mm-hmm. from freight school we have joe and joshua joining us yay yay happy birthday Jack. happy birthday happy birthday well you know <laughs> i don't think i've ever said that even to joshua uh. <laughs> hope it's her birthday that's a- yes <laughs> <laughs> it would be very on brand for both of you for like today. This is my birthday. Um, oddly enough, it was 13 ghosts that brought you there. Um. <laughs> it only took 39 years to get here. Marissa, so here we go. Everybody has a journey. Together. <laughs> Together. <laughs> Sorry. For the, for, the, for the listener, for the reader, uh, podcasts are a visual medium. You obviously saw me and Joshua do the international symbol of lesbianism, which is the the scissors the sisters <laughs> the, the scissors sisters take your mama you know let's have a kiki <laughs> oh my god i adore you both so much and we are so this excited birthday party is starting off wonderfully oh, this is uh, you so so why why 13 goats jackie i uh, joe don't forget this is their show so let <laughs> But I want to know why. I've never watched it. Like, that's, first of all, that's my brand, right? So. I, probably of, of like, the subgenres of horror, a good paranormal ghost story is up there as one of my absolute favorites. 
And uh, to me, this kind of just has it all. Like, I love that, like, late 90s, early 2000s feel, which generally in, in Said horror, no one ever until right? today. No, <laughs> general, there is not a lot. I was like, I too love a good ghost paranormal movie. When will we watch it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, generally, like, this time period of horror is not my favorite at all. I really don't like the early 2000s of horror. Like, there's really nothing there for me. But there is something about this particular ghost story. Visually, I love all of the ghosts. I, I I looked it up and there really is no such thing as the Black Zodiac in, you know, in reference to this movie. There's no such thing as a Hollywood ending. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> I love the paranormal. I love the lore of the, of the Black Zodiac. I love the idea that there is like this ancient book out there that someone had to go hunt down and find and put the machine together. And at least they didn't call it the Schmeckronomicon. That would have been awkward. <laughs> there also is just like some nostalgia love for this movie. This is this is a movie that I watched a lot. You know, it came out in 2001. I remember renting this. I think my brother owned this one on DVD or I owned it and we kept stealing it from each other. So like there's just like a lot of a lot of love for this. Movie. Since it's your birthday, I'm gonna take it easy and I'm gonna say two quick things. All right. <laughs> Number one, this is not a paranormal movie, this is a haunted house movie. Okay, subgenre. Fair enough. Number two, it's only because tween you had a flooded basement for Matthew Lillard. I was not <laughs> so a tween when this came out. I was a grown up. No, you weren't. This came out in 2001. We were 20 years old. Tween. <laughs> you, <laughs> no. you were <laughs> You weren't quite all grown up yet. You were close. But you weren't. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, did you, what do you got? What are your guys' takes on this gem? <laughs> Joe, you first. I was, I was like, Josh is going to let me go first. Um, I've never seen it before, but I very vividly remember seeing the trailer before other movies that I watched at the time. Um, and I was like, and, and looking at it and being like, yeah, that's not a movie that I'm going to see. Um, and then and then just like, I, I think I had this experience where I was, I'm watching it and then like these faces come up and I'm like, oh my God, that's F. Murray Abraham. Oh my gosh, that's, that's Matthew Lillard. Oh my gosh, it's Monk. Oh my gosh, it's Miss Honey from Matilda. Like, like what's going on with all these people? Um, and, and I was like, wow, this was really like, if you want to talk about early 2000s casting, like that was very much early 2000s casting. And um, I was texting another friend that I was watching 13 Ghosts. And I said, it's so interesting because like Matthew Lillard is so like crazy bananas, like out there with his performance that to think that like, that's what made watching Without a Paddle so weird because they tried to make him like the cool guy of the friend group. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not Matthew Lillard's role. Like, this is Brock Hudson from She's All That. Like, he's supposed to be, you know, crazy and, you know, really out there. So, yes, I, I have more to say, but I'll let Joshua give his impression first. And I'm sure he probably watched it on, like, Thanksgiving Day as the turkey was being cut or something like that. So... <laughs> Uh, yes, I definitely did. I did see this when it first came out. That's also the last time I saw it. Um, I think there's a great um, there's a great scene. <laughs> great used loosely, uh, where Cy Cyrus comes in. And he's got the book and he's like flipping through it. Like, where is it? Where is it? And it's clearly the script. And he's looking for the plot. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yes, Cyrus. Where the fuck is it? What is going on? Um, <laughs> just like it just it kind of go. It's like a thousand miles a minute, you know, movie. It's like it jumps in and it's just going. Um, but however, I think it's fun. Like it's kind of like an amusement park attraction. You know, the ghosts look great. I, th you know, the thing is, is I think it could have used. So the guy on direction is Steve Beck. He also did Ghost Ship. However, he did visual effects for The Hunt for Red October, The Abyss, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So it's like, it's this is one of those examples clearly of like style over substance. It's really beautifully, there are some cool ass designs on the ghosts. The house itself is incredible. Like just the design aesthetics of it. Um, you know, it just, I, I was just like, wow, this is so beautiful. And the hands I think of a better director might've improved like, some of it, but um, stylistically, it's a lot of fun to look at. I like uh, some of the quick edits in it, you know, so some of the production stuff I really like. I just needed more, like I didn't really care about the characters. And then I was kind of confused because like, oh, we have no money, but we have a nanny. And I'm like, white people wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, how can you be, anyways, whatever. Um, also, I didn't know it was based on a William Castle movie, so now I want to find the original because I think that's pretty cool. You just had a William Castle episode. I, the The original is nothing like this one. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, because it's from like 1960, but it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's very castly based. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's certainly not anything as fun, but I mean it's it's okay. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I think for, for almost 20 years later, the effects in this film and, and the visual uh, like stunts kind of always still work for me. It's it's fun. And I have to say, man, I wish they'd make a show about the 13 Ghosts. I wish I could get backstory and lore for every one mm -hmm. of those. Absolutely. I that The whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, I want to know more about the ghosts. And then when I went on Wikipedia... I saw that like Wikipedia actually has like a little blurb about the origins of each particular ghost. And I'm like, this, this is ripe for a reboot mm -hmm. of some sort on like Shudder or something like that. Yeah. There's a, it's an extra on the DVD Ooh. that um, Cyrus goes through and talks about each one of the ghosts, each one of the 12 that he has captured. And like he actually, mm through and talks about each of them. Yeah. I actually, um, it hasn't come yet, but I pre-ordered the 13 Ghosts special edition Blu-ray from Shout Factory. And it has, hasn't Shout arrived. Factory. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sad because I think it was supposed to be released earlier. I want to say dozens uh, of people are waiting for this DVD. That's <laughs> right. Tens of people. But I think because of like Corona and everything that's happened, it's delayed it uh, slightly. Yeah. But it's supposed to be I haven't gotten the email yet, but I did pre-order it, and I'm super excited. And that's okay. Like, I, I, it's, I know. I'm super excited. I don't know. Like, I really just, to me, like, I don't get it why, like, everybody wouldn't be, like, super pumped about this movie. <laughs> well, I just think it's, like, it's almost like they just stuck too much shit to the wall. And, like, they threw all the spaghetti at the wall, and way too much of it stayed on. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, somebody needed to, like, thin out the script for me. And it's hard tonally. Yes, and yeah. it's very inconsistent. It doesn't. Um, also, I'm gonna I, hot take. Tony Shalhoub doesn't do it for me as a leading man. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What? Hold on. Well, I I I love Monk, the TV show Monk. So I'm just like, okay, Adrian Monk swearing at his children is great. 
Um, I think it's just like one step down from Abe Weissman in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and like five steps up from Adrian Monk is this performance that Tony Shalhoub is giving you. Um, and I wanted more tortured widower. Like I didn't get enough tortured widower. Well, it's, it's, it's goes so quickly. Like, I mean, it's in it. Like, you know, I mean, they go to the house. It's like shit starts happening. This isn't Amityville. We're not hanging around, getting backstory and falling in love with the characters. It's just, you know. Yeah, I oh, like. See, I like to fall in love with the characters. You know me. No, I, you see, I'm I'm okay with you know. Yeah, I'm. I, I can agree with that. That like, uh, honestly, I care more about the ghosts than the characters. Um, yeah. Especially they're based on yeah, like based on you know like they they are the they're more victim. Like they become the victim at some point. Um, and just like I know that for me, I have a recurring nightmare of being chased. And so the scene when the daughter is being drug away from the jackal, mm. she's looking back and you just see the jackal running toward the camera. Like to this day, like I, I like wet myself a little bit. Like that yeah. scares me. Cause I, like I said, I have that recurring nightmare of being chased. So seeing the point of view of her with the jackal coming, the jackal has always scared me the worst out of all of them. The jackal has always been the freakiest one. The jackal's the big one, the one with the thing on his head. Yeah, he's got the cage on his head. Yeah, the like psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, the so hammer was the out, scary one for me. Yeah, you're working out that specific anxiety, you know, when you watch it. Like, it's that's very controlled, you know, like, you know it's coming, but it still freaks you out. But it's like, that's, you know, I think that's cool. Yeah. You know, that there's that connection for you. Yeah. You said the hammer, Joe? The hammer is the one for me. Um, and then reading the backstory about the hammer, I was like, ooh, that's like very Candyman, like very, um, very interesting. And... Yeah, I was just like, out of all of them, I think the hammer was the one that I was like the least, like, I no, no, stay away. Um, the jackal, I mean, was fine for me, but I think like the hammer was just like, because it was just brute force. The other thing I love about the hammer is that he's literally pulling the, the like the big, what are the, the railroad ties or whatever. He's mm-hmm. literally pulling them out of his skin to attack you. I see. I just. I don't know. I love this movie so much. Like this one is just a go-to for me all the time. Like I watch this one probably like multiple times a year. <laughs> it has my. So this is going to be a controversial statement, but of all the horror films that I've watched for podcasting and in general, I think one of my top three favorite deaths is in this film. Um, and and this is a big. This is <laughs> Josh was like, hmm, really? Do tell. Um, you tell you like you didn't like inside you didn't um it was the lawyer being cut in half by the sliding glass door yeah <laughs> and i'm like i was like because we focused on it a little too much and then when he starts to slip away i was like oh there's your r rating right there like that's all the r rating right there and i was like that is such an interesting way to kill someone plus of all like the detail and the gore i was like this okay this is like top three kills right here i mean that's a memorable kill to be fair oh yeah Mm -hmm. from this movie well it's the only like one of the only kills but because there's not a lot of death in this movie Mm -hmm. but i think that anybody that has seen this movie will remember that one like that is the memorable kill for this movie like and you mentioned ghost ship and the guys from horror movie night just talked about this on a recent episode that with ghost ship you have like the coolest 10 minutes in the beginning of the movie yeah and then you don't care anymore after everybody gets sliced in the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie 
the rest of the movie is pretty garbagey. Yeah, and so, I think in a way it almost falls victim to some of the same problems that this film does, you're right. Yeah. Um, and the kill is not even from any of the ghosts. Like, he just happened to be standing in the wrong place when the lever was, when the lever dropped. And I'm like, okay, like, that's, I, I kind of wanted more death. <laughs> I was like, I wanted more kills. I wanted to see the ghosts, like, fuck some people up. <laughs> That's what I really wanted. There's not much at stake. No, yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, even the attempts at, like, pulling at the heartstrings with the whole dad and the widow and the, all this shit, like, just never got there for me. So it's like when he's like, I'm going to jump in to save my family, and then it's, like, a hoax. I just, I was like, man. And the kid, he rubbed me the wrong way, the little guy. I don't know why. Mm. <laughs> Suicide yeah. rates are sky high. <laughs> I love him. He's great. Our I was mom like, died this is fire. She was burned up. There are good things. I mean, again, like it is like an amusement ride, and I would like to, uh, I, I would like to wander through that house and have them jump out. I don't know. It would be fun. The glasses thing I thought was a kind of cool concept that, like, I thought was yeah. original. Yeah, 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 yeah. That spectral glasses, and yeah, I thought that was really fun too. And I, I like how it gave. Like, there's that whole scene where he's where, um, is it Matthew Lillard is with. Uh, oh gosh, what was the nanny's name again? Um, Maggie. 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 Mm -hmm. How they're walking through and they like have to share one pair. And that was pretty cool. Like where she's trying to tell him like where to move. And, you know, it was like that, that was kind of tense. There were definitely some moments of like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And like I did, I mean, the end does pull on my heartstrings a little bit. Like, a little bit. Scrunchy well, I actually, I, I really like the beginning. I like. Like from the very beginning in in the in the junkyard, I love when Cyrus says, you know, bring out the bait. And there's this truck, this like tanker truck just spraying blood everywhere. Between that scene and I I really, really liked the title sequence, how the title yeah. sequence was our exposition of what happened with the family and how quickly and precisely they here's what happened. And, and it, it lends itself to we get to the house and shit's gonna hit the fan right away. Like it really, to me, like it doesn't drag on at all. That's very Like good. it gets to the point of here's what happened, here's why they are the way they are, let's go to a house and here's some spooky shit. That was my favorite part too, Jackie, is that title sequence and having it be all voice. No, like the images of the happy family and then having it be all voice because then that's like the ghost that's haunting him, right? Like I, I thought that was really cool and not something that I had ever seen before. Um, mm -hmm. And then exactly, and, and exactly that too. It's like, then you realize like, oh, they're like, not only do they lose the entire house, but these like this apartment and um I was expecting, I was, I, I think I was getting this confused because I've seen Scary Movie 2 and I know the glasses are a thing <laughs> like that are referenced in Scary Movie 2. And I don't know, I was expecting there to be like more people because I was getting it mixed up with, I think, The Haunting, which is the, which is like Catherine Zeta-Jones and, uh, you know, those people. Yeah, so, because he said he was a professor and I was like, oh, maybe he's going to have like students in the house or something. Yeah, this yeah. one and... That the haunting and then the ha the ha the remake of the house on yeah with Fomka Jensen or yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all three of these blend together in my head so I feel you on that one yeah yeah um, it also had some great there were some nice humorous moments like we were talking earlier about the attorney getting split and you know in half and then they come through like well he's definitely looked better <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know what the scene when like when she's trying to like mess with the machine and like turn it off and it's like 
the record, like the DJ scratch yeah, in the yeah, record. Though. Yeah, I was like, that's a little bit on the nose. I have the only person of color be a, a person who is subservient and like their nanny is yeah. problematic. I mean, but you, also... could, you could say that it's whack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wiki yes, it was wiki whack. It was wickedy wickedy whack. Um <laughs> and and I was at the end when she's fired, I felt like instead of being like, dude, I fucking quit, she has to be like, and I'm fired. Like I was like, can you tone down like the tokenism? You're right. I was it was a little cringy, but it was also 2001. So what do you expect? You know? It was 2001. Oh, Oh, go ahead, Joshua. No, I was gonna say because this is very like in that time period because I think of like um, Halloween Resurrection, like you know, bringing in like Busta Rhymes. So sh- that's Raw Digga, who's part of Busta Rhymes, like hip hop group, yeah. uh, the Flip Mode Squad. So it's like she is a rapper. So it's like I wasn't too upset with that, but I mean, yeah, it is a little like I didn't know okay. That. Well, see, it's like I'm just glad she was. I'm glad she lived. <laughs> I just think it's pressure too from, you know what I mean? It's that thing. It's like, you know, they bring in black actresses and they go, well, could you act a, you know, a little more sassy? Yeah, a little more. Yeah, exactly. And they mean black, you know, they you're mean, like, we want you to act What black. if you were on the, the, the street with your girlfriends? <laughs> yeah. And it's bullshit, of course. And it sucks. And, you know, obviously we're having that, um, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Like the reckoning with that now with, with having these conversations that there is no, there shouldn't be such a thing as acting black or acting gay. Like it's just people, you know, yeah. but given the time frame and, you know, a lot of horror was experimenting or not experimenting, but bringing in those like elements. And uh, so it's there. And um, she lives. Exactly. She lives. I'm like, I was like, okay, I, I, I was pretty sure she was going to live because when the attorney died first, I'm like, no, this, she's the one who's going to live. She's um, a- it's like, she's the final, is she truly the final girl? Uh, <laughs> I, um, my renewed dislike of Shannon Elizabeth. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I got a, I got, I got validated on that. Um, and I'm hesitant to say anything because we'll bump into her at a convention yeah, and she'll be super nice. I mean, if I'm being honest, like that's me, just like Kath- like the Catherine Zeta-Jones character in The Haunting. Like, yeah, this house is gorge. I'm going to hang out in this bathroom and do my hair for an hour. My whole family's being murdered, but whatever, because I'm just, I'm going to fix this one little curl. She also looked like she was about <laughs> to jump in the bath. Like, you just got there. Dad, your dad told you to wait. The house is not even yours yet. But let's just, like, jump in this bathroom. No, that is totally me. When we went to Sweden, like, the first thing I did when I got into the hotel room, the bathtub was, like, an Olympic-sized swimming pool. I'm like, well, uh, I'm going to take a bath. <laughs> so I'm like, if I would have seen that bathroom, I would have felt the same way. that Because it was cool. I'm like, I could relax in here. Let me get some candles. <laughs> It was very like McDonald's play place with the glass. Like, <laughs> that's an amazing analogy. I, no, I agree with you. And I also like, how does that woman get acting gigs? Like, can we, I'm sorry. Like, I, she yeah. really, she everything she's ever done is just affirmation of why some people just get hired because they look a certain way. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I wanted to have like an Aaron Brockovich moment. Like, um, they're called tits, Marissa. <laughs> or boobs. They're called boobs. <laughs> She'll tell me off one day and I'll have it coming. But yeah, you're right. She, she just doesn't no, do it she, for me. Yeah, she, I had that thought and I'm like, I'm not even going to make a note. I said, because like, you know, like I said, I don't want to be mean. I'm sure people are lovely. But yeah. 
Uh, and my bar is low. I love Matthew Lillard. I'm not looking for like A-list Meryl Streep here. I'm just saying just be mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like Matthew Lillard and all of his spit, I'm here for it. But he does spit a lot. He spits so much. He spits in so many different movies. He does. He really does. He really does. Um, He's got a his... wet mouth, friends. So <laughs> do, do what you will with that. <laughs> he has like that, like, it's like those rayon shirts, you know, like those, just like, those awful, like, rayon, like, er, like late 90s shirts. And I think the thing that just, so speaking of like, um, I, I've, I've seen Idle Hands and how he is at the end when he's talking to Arthur, um, where he's like all of a sudden cool because he's dead. I was like, this is very the end of Idle Hands when they're like angels looking out on him. Right. And I'm like, all of a sudden you're dead and you know everything. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here with that. He's going to polish those glasses forever. You know, he's just like yeah. polishing those glasses forever. And it's like, I don't need these anymore. I'm dead. Yeah. Scholar, because I died. Yes. <laughs> I hope that's how that works too, by the way. Oh my gosh. But if oh, anybody's going to die, story-wise, it's his character. I mean, you know, he what he helped trap all these people. And like this, this does exist based on like, because his power is being exploited. So, you know, story-wise, it kind of made sense that he needed to, to kind of sacrifice himself, you know, for trapping this poor family's, you know, wife and mother in this house. Maybe not intentionally, not maliciously, but again, it's just, I don't know. It, that felt story-wise right. <laughs> it felt like if, if Kenny from Can't Hardly Wait was a psychic, like that's what, <laughs> that's what I feel like I, I was getting from him. I also did, I, if we're talking about things we enjoy, I loved the mother's kind of presence and role and like, you know, like yeah. a little boy to go mm-hmm. and like, and then also, I don't know if this is just me being poor or what, but in my head, I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to fucking keep that house. Like, real talk, <laughs> I'll battle all 13 of those motherfuckers. If I, I don't care if I am number 13. If, if I can leave this house to my kids, fuck it. Right? Like, shh. Yeah. Like, Where'd the bag of money go? I felt like, did I miss something? Like, It's got to be somewhere. It's got to be. I like to think that they found it and they're all doing well now. <laughs> Even Chad. Well, I did. I did feel like at the end, one of the last scenes at the end, when after the house has exploded, that all of the ghosts are released back into the world, like into like the real world. Yeah, you see them walking from. The they're sh- like leaving, and and they all kind of dissipate into the woods, like they're all leaving. Well, that's a to go kill other people. <laughs> Is that? You yeah. like that? That seems terrifying to me. No, they well, let they, them all go. They became the victim when Cyrus captured them all maliciously. Oh, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marissa, I think it's you and I are having similar feelings. <laughs> Shut the hell Fucking up. Fucking Mama Firefly over here. <laughs> well, it was like when, I mean, I had a very interesting reaction when Kalina comes in, Miss Honey comes in and she's all like, I'm going to release them. And I'm like, you're going to release them. <laughs> like, I was, please don't. Like, <laughs> please don't release them. You're going to release a ghost called the Jackal on Back Into the World. Like, yep. you should just open the door and leave the house. That's what you should do. <laughs> Keep them there when it explodes into itself. No, we have to let them walk away at the end. They're- yeah for Gabagool. I'll tell you that. Yes, not here for the Gabagool. I, it wasn't clear to me that Cyrus had faked his death. Like that was all makeup because I was like, oh, he, I thought that maybe he was just like a ghost that, you know, knew something or whatever. But like when he, I, I, oh, I, that's still actually not clear to me, I should say. is like, is he, 
is he's not a ghost. He faked his death because she cons- she conspired to kill her partner and get his book. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of backstabbing and double crosses amongst paranormal, what would they be called? Paranormal entrepreneurs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're hunters. <laughs> Scam artists. I don't know what they'd be. You know. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of backstabbing and complicated. Like, you had to unpack that 10 minutes really carefully or it didn't make any sense. <laughs> also, she kept when she kept talking about the book's author, Basilius, I kept thinking that she was saying Kaecilius, and I kept thinking of Doctor Strange. I was like, are you stealing Mads Mikkelsen's book? Like, <laughs> and, then, and I was like, oh, maybe it is, because it's magic, and there's like a dial that's spinning, and yeah, if, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I've watched too many films now, but like, if you're gonna walk into a house and you see like a perpetual spinning dial, you might not want to stay there, because <laughs> what's gonna happen when the dial is done. <laughs> Again, if the rich uncle I never knew I needed leaves me a fucking mansion, I don't care if fucking Satan takes a shit on my face. I'm not <laughs> okay? Because if I'm getting a mansion for free, I don't care what's in there. I'm taking it. I'm good. Marissa, you can find that video on the internet very easily, I'm certain. Um... Don't, tell, don't air my laundry to the whole <laughs> that's between you and me. <laughs> And the internet. <laughs> yeah. And everybody listening to the podcast. That you, yes. That you want Satan to drop a deuce. I, I didn't say I want Satan to drop a deuce on my head. I'm just saying that if I walked into a free mansion and Satan shit on my head, I'd be like, cool, I'm still staying. That, that's like wanting it. No, that's not wanting it. Back me up. There's a difference between, you know, guys, what I really wish would happen to me. <laughs> Satan would take basically she's saying like you know she's she's here she's not here to make friends she's here to win and and winning is you know satan drops a big one on satan's cleveland steamer on top of you just Uh, so to get away from the (laughs) analogical direction that we've uh we've taken here this uh coprophage whatever it is um that marissa has uh Uh, Jackie, did you see this in the theater? Like, when did you first see this? And, and you know, like, um, um, fall in love with it. You know what? I don't, I honestly don't remember if I saw it in the movie theater. I know that it was rented from the, the video store several times. I don't remember if I, I, I feel like I probably would have seen this in movie theater because I see this trailer this came out and I'm excited. College? Yeah, it, 2001 is when it Yeah, 2001. I feel like... I would have seen the trailer and been like first in line. So I probably did see it in the theater. I, I honestly don't remember. I know it was rented. And then, like I said, probably what my brother and I lived in an apartment together in 2003. And I don't remember if he bought it or I bought it, but over the years, we kept stealing it from each other whenever we would visit each other's houses. Cause it'd be like, yeah. and he'd be like, no, I bought it. And then he would just secretly take it back. And then I would take it back because I was kind of convinced that I bought it. We did that with a lot of stuff, though. Between books and movies, we stole from each other all the time. So, (laughs) it's like all the stuff I steal from you. Yes. (laughs) Mm. 
That's pretty amazing. I, I think that's a cool uh, connection then to the movie for you and that, and with your brother and all. That's pretty awesome. And the fact that you live together after, that's, I don't know, that's very cool. Because my, my siblings and I uh, do not get along like that. Um, <laughs> I'm dodging my sister's text right now. Uh, I could not imagine living with her. Uh, so I think that's kind of, that's, that's pretty cool. So I could see why this uh, film has even more of like this, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, no love around it. It's no surprise. A lot of people know, like, I'm a nostalgia junkie. Like, I hold on to stuff. I, you know, I recently uh, bought the Boomerang streaming service for a year because yeah. uh, I'm like, you know what? what I just, this? what's that? What is that? Oh, it's like all that, like, Hanna-Barbera cartoons and stuff oh, like that. God. I was just like, I need to have Scooby-Doo at my fingertips. Yeah. Like, oh, she can talk about wanting Scooby-Doo in the fingers, but I can't talk about Satan and it's not okay. <laughs> This is amazing. Oh, I love this. Um, also, I love having you guys on because, God, you make me feel like a giant dickhead because you'll be like, <laughs> Joshua, you were like, Jackie, it's so sweet that you have this. And I'm like, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I feel like such a villain when you guys are on. And I'm, I'm loving it. Just so you know, really leading into this role. Yeah. We, I'm sorry. It's always that thing on Friday School of trying to balance stuff, you know, of try, you know, seeing the flies, a Beauty and the Beast romance, you know, and yeah. <laughs> and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a ode to bullying and poverty. It's so sad, you know. So, <laughs> it is you know. poetic. I love it. <laughs> an asshole. Okay, so the whole time I'm watching this, I just kept thinking like, this would be an amazing group costume. Like, right? it would be either, like, either way you do it. You can make it just all the survivors. Can you imagine walking into a con and there's a bunch of people, like, dressed as uh, the living and they have the glasses on and there's, like, a little kid with a scooter. Like, it's fun for the whole family. Um, your one black friend gets to be Maggie. Like, it's just, you know, that's that's the whole situation. But... Like, even the ghosts, too. Like, if you had the ghosts be, like, the other group that's trying to get you as well. Um, I just feel like it was a really great group costume. And so, I have a question. If you were to do a group costume, who would you want to be? Who would you want to be? And who would you end up being? As Because the people that you'd be with were like, no, you're actually going to do this. <laughs> I'll go first. I would want to be... <laughs> I would want to be Cyrus. I would end up being the little kid with the scooter. <laughs> They'd be like, you get to be the little, the creepy kid with the scooter. <laughs> and as far as ghosts go, um, I would want to be the hammer. I would end up being the like giant circus man child with the little, with his mom. That's <laughs> who I would end up being. <laughs> <laughs> Because it'd be like, I'm gonna be the hammer, and I was like, no, you can be, you can be the the large, like you know, infantile man. <laughs> you could be the if man it baby. makes you feel any the better. man baby. Other, so <laughs> if it makes you so so friends. What 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 would you what would you say your roles are in the group costume of this movie? I don't know. I think it would be cool to either to to honestly to be the pilgrimess. Like, I liked her backstory, and I just want to have, like, the stockade things on and fuck with people and, like, run up to them. I, the Pilgrimist was probably one of my favorite ones. I, I would, in my head, I'd be like, oh, I would totally be the burned mom, like, the withered lover. But really, I would probably be, like, the, like, the fucking jackal or some shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know where I stand. In, yeah, exactly. Like, I'd be the scary bitch, you know? Um, I would, I think the ghost I most, like, 
feel tethered to is, is the mom. What about you? So you're telling people, like, don't go in there. <laughs> Turn around. You in there, run. <laughs> like, that's Satan just took a laxative, run. <laughs> oh, that's a good. The other question I had was which one, if you had to get killed by one, which one would you choose? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, Joshua, who would you get killed by? Uh, I don't, well, first let me, I'll, I'll answer the first question. So I would definitely, I would want to be the Jackal too. I just love that, like the, the look of him is very cool. Although I actually also really like, what is it, the the torn prince or something. I liked like his makeup and like his baseball bat or whatever he had, I thought was cool. Scott Roger cosplayed as the torn prince before. Oh, nice. I bet that looked good. He's so good at that. Really Somewhere good. on his Instagram, he's he's done the torn prince. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably like, I'd probably get killed by the juggernaut, I think would be nice. That'd be a nice, bloody, gory, awful death, you know? That's on brand for you. <laughs> I don't want to just be stabbed. Like, if some kind of killer ghost is going to come after me, like, be theatrical about it, you know? Let's be fun. That's fair. Um, I want, an, I want a, a, a very a high-budget death. <laughs> um, I would be... Uh, the, the sliding glass doors would kill me, like... <laughs> That's that's pretty. I mean, oh well. I mean, if I had to pick a ghost, I probably would get killed. Um, let's face it, I'd probably get killed by the jackal because I'm not gonna outrun her. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not outrunning, uh, outrunning this. Plus, the idea of like getting scratched to death like really doesn't sit well with me. But you know, I do like I do like getting scratched. So that's scratched to death. Different scratched in general. Yes. <laughs> We're learning so much about each other. This is like group therapy. <laughs> Jackie, what's yours? Did you say yours? Uh, no, I'm like, I'm sitting here looking through the list. And like, I agree, like, I don't want the angry princess. Like, she's just going to stab you with a knife a bunch of times. Mm. And like, if you're going to kill me, like, kill me quick. Like, I kind of think, mm -hmm. I think I want the juggernaut. Because I think yeah. like one good, like, how he killed Matthew Lillard by just like bending him on the beam, like bending him the wrong way on the beam and breaking his yeah, back. Yeah. Like, give me that. Like, give me kind of like, it doesn't have to like, give, give me quick. It's not gonna be painless, I know, but at least make it quick. Or like the, the, the little boy with the, the arrow in his head. Like, give me one good shot right through the head, just make it be over. Yeah. I don't wanna suffer. No, I don't. If you're, if you're gonna kill me brutally, just yeah. make, me, make it brutal and quick. It's fair. Yeah. That is, yeah, that's fair. I dig it. Yeah. What about you, Russ? God, knowing my luck, um, <laughs> get killed by the torso. I would probably trip and fall, and he would slither his way over, and it would be awkward and uncomfortable for the audience, right on brand for me, and like, like painful and stupid. Because like, I with my luck, I'd like trip and fall, and he'd come and like batter me with a stump or something. Nice. Yeah, that's how I picture myself okay, going anyway. So. <laughs> um, what else about this this gem of a film? You know what? I I am just gonna say you know after the fact that we've all seen this, thank you friends for enduring this. Oh no, it's not that bad. I'm <laughs> I'm being no. Definitely. It was really. I, I mean, I, Joshua knows this. It's like I kind of like things that are a little bit more like fun and adventurous. Like this was definitely not like you know. It's not like midsummer, right? <laughs> not like I'm not going, I'm not settling in for like a very, like uh, a very long drawn out telling. Um, and it, it reminded me a lot of like 
early 2000s movies in general like during when you're doing like the back and forth and seeing um all those cuts of the different ghosts it reminded me of jekyll's transformation to hide in the league of extraordinary gentlemen and it's just like a lot of flashing and i i thought i was like wow this should this should be a strobe light warning for this movie because there was a lot of that back and forth but it's so i love it because it's just so of that time like it's so of that specific time and it needs i i think like this could be a really really fun uh remake into a series yeah Hey, give me like 13 episodes to, you know, explore the background, give a nice little framing story. I think it could be really cool. That would, I, I've seen that on the internet before that like, you know, people have said like, just, yeah, give us like a 12 or a 13 episode series on Netflix with every episode being about a different ghost. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. A different ghost, how they get captured. And then the final episode will be basically this, the film. Like it'll be the film and how that all kind of, yeah. you know plays out yeah 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 they could play there's a lot there's a lot of room here for exploring and and you know expanding this universe for sure and the same it reminds me of like you know my high school years i think i was a sophomore i think i was a sophomore when this came out uh you know and so it does it reminds me a lot of those movies at the time and yeah it, it really was fun so i mean i would i would definitely this would be perfect actually to throw on like it um at Gorefest, you know, perfect. It's got lots of atmosphere. It's fun. It's fun to look at, you know, if you're playing music over it. Yeah, I mean, I, I to be fair, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just, I think it's like one of those kind of like fun background movies, you know, like yeah. where like if it's on, I'm not going to go out of my way to change the channel, but it's, you know, and I do like the ghost, I will say. Yeah. yeah. There's some great production values. So. Yeah, for sure. So guys, please tell us where our listeners can listen to Fright School. Ah, well, you can find us on all the things. <laughs> uh, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, you know, Stitcher. We're on weird stuff too. Like if you if you just Google us, we come up on all kinds of stuff. Like, well, you know, we're, we're, like, we're on everything. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, we're at Fright School on all the stuff too. Follow us on Instagram, follow our Facebook. It has a life of its own. Uh, I'm I'm convinced that I don't I don't think a lot of the people that follow us on Facebook listen to the show, but they love the memes. <laughs> You're... <laughs> the memes are oddly specific and i'd live for them yeah um, brian we... uh yeah our uh, our uh, social media guy brian he does all that for us and he's just he finds the strangest things and so we love him uh so yeah follow us in any capacity that you want <laughs> yeah, and if you have never listened to fright school you guys you seriously should give them a listen because i gotta tell you i actively look forward to when new episodes drop because it's like i get to snuggle in pretend i'm in the studio and like <laughs> both like kind of like I'm the, the creator of the little Oreo and I just want to hang out and have fun with you guys um I just love the vibe of the show and also watching someone like experience these movies for the first time is always so invigorating to me like it's like I just love hearing your academic perspectives and your really good ideas but I just love watching Joe react to really great horror movies too so they have <laughs> definitely check them out so once again thank you guys for joining me for ringing in another birthday year with me and thank you for listening and enjoying this birthday episode with me you can obviously just like fright school find us all over the internet at jersey ghouls all over social media at jersey ghouls so yeah 
Thanks for listening. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed that 39 is, is as awesome as, you know, all the other years have been. Um, and yeah, we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. If I can take your mind off it for a little bit less, um, I almost Marco Polo'd you because I was watching Cutthroat Kitchen <laughs> on on Food Network. It's Alton Brown. And there was this, he's like, hi, my name's Tony. I'm from Jersey. I'm a big Italian chef. You know, I'll make you a little prosciutto. And he even said, and maybe I'll give you some gabagoo. And I'm like, what? I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. I thought that was... <laughs> It's not ma- it we didn't make a it thing. Up. Yeah, Gabagool's a thing. Gabagool. What is it though? He didn't explain it. <laughs> it's a lunch meat. It's, What's it it's, called it's, for real? It's M. Capricola. Yeah, Capricola. Oh, oh I love I like Capricola. Capricola. Yeah. Okay, now it's a Gabagool. For some <laughs> reason, we pronounce it, and I don't think it's like collectively all of New Jersey. I think no, it's the Italians. It's, Italians, it's yeah. Italians that call it Gabagool. You put the Gabagool in your pocketbook. You get the yeah, I was like, and he, and I think he won, and he was just, uh, I think he won the the episode, which I was kind of rooting for him, because he was just like, you know, forget about it, and I'm like, oh, oh man, you are just like, you are, you are painting with the, with the brush of, of Italians in New Jersey, sir. <laughs>